Welcome to Married by Design. How is your connection with your spouse? Do you feel like the two of you are on the same page and working toward the same goals? Or do you feel like you're together and yet you're alone? Or do you know somebody who's in that situation? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome to Married by Design. We're starting a new series this week, and it's entitled Together But Alone. We felt like it would be important to address a situation that some can find themselves in where they're married, but there's some sort of disconnect between them and their spouse. They are living together with their spouse, sharing the same space, the same schedule, and at the same time, they're alone. They may be alone spiritually. They may be alone emotionally or physically. And that's not God's intention for marriage, but it unfortunately does happen in some marriages. For any number of reasons, a couple can remain married, and yet each one feels very alone and isolated, lonely. And there are a lot of struggles that are associated with that. And we just want to introduce the topic and to increase awareness of it this week. Maybe you're struggling in that kind of marriage yourself. Or maybe you know of a friend that's been struggling within the marriage and which they feel very alone. We want in this first episode to examine this situation. In coming episodes, as we develop the series, we're going to be looking at the issues that a person faces who feels very alone in a marriage. We'll also look at God's solutions for navigating through that kind of marriage. We think that God has a lot to say about the situation that you may find yourself in, but we want to make something clear. We're not going to have some easy, decisive game plan for you to fix your marriage. If you're in a marriage relationship and you're working it on your own, there is no easy fix. There's certainly things you could do and you should do in that situation, but there's not always an easy answer or a clear solution. That's right. Easy answers and a clear solution are not always available. It's interesting because in my quiet time, I've been going through the book of Job. This is a man who was blessed by God, seeming to do everything right, and yet everything went wrong. One of the lessons in the book is that God often will allow things to happen that we don't understand and may never understand. He can allow hardships that are no fault of our own. And we have to finally come to a place where we live day by day trusting the Lord who knows everything and has his own purposes. In Job chapters 1 and 2, it records all the loss that Job experienced. He lost virtually everything. His material wealth, his cattle, his children were all killed, and his physical health was shattered. Job was in a world of hurt. It says in one twenty, Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, naked I shall return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, I really wonder how I would respond in that situation, losing everything. In chapter 2, Job lost his physical health. He was in misery because he had loathsome sores from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Wow. Job seems to be at the bottom of his very existence. But Job was married, and we talked about how important it is to have a spouse that 
will lift us up and encourage us in difficult times. A spouse that will be everything that you need in the moment and will complete you. That's God's design for the marriage relationship. But that's not what Job had. We will see that he was not on the same page with his wife. He was together with his wife, and yet he was very alone. Alone in his misery because she did not comfort him. Alone in his faith because she did not share that faith. Don't miss this. There are people around you that are experiencing the same thing that Job did. They are in a marriage relationship, but their spouse is not supporting them or building them up. Maybe their spouse is tearing them down. They're adding salt to the wound. It can make it doubly hard to have a spouse that is so distant and different in their perspective. Well, let's look at this disconnect. This relationship in which Job and his wife were together and yet they were very apart. In response to the circumstances, Job's wife said in verse 9, Do you still hold fast your integrity, curse God, and die? It's important to take a look at exactly what Job's wife said. The first thing that she says is, Do you hold fast your integrity? Job was a man of great integrity. That was part of the challenge that Satan made when he came before the Lord. He said that Job was a man of good character because things were going well. Satan suggested that if Job had all the good things taken away, that he would curse God. That's a challenge to the character and integrity of Job. If someone has integrity, they do the same things regardless of circumstances. Job showed in chapters 1 and 2 that he was a man of integrity. As you read it, when he lost everything, he blessed God's name. In chapter 2, verse 10, Job answers his wife, You speak as one of the foolish women would speak. Shall we receive good from God, and shall we not receive evil? Job was a man of great consistency in his life and his faith. His wife was otherwise. As soon as she faced loss and experienced hardship, she turned away from the Lord. She even encouraged her husband to curse God and die, to give up. And through the rest of the book, there's no mention of his wife, even at the end. She was absent. It does say that Job later had more sons and daughters when he was restored, so we assume that means that he never abandoned his wife, but he stuck with her, even though she had been so discouraging to him and had abandoned the Lord. And Job was a man who was with his wife, and yet he was very alone. In his consistency and his faith, he had to stand without the support of his wife. The hardest thing that a husband or wife can do is live a life for God and please Him and seek Him when their spouse has abandoned God. That's when someone can feel desperately alone. Alone in a human sense because God never abandons His children. And yet, like Job, someone can add the misery when you stand for what is right and your spouse abandons God. His wife suggested that Job should curse God and die. Job was really willing to receive the hardships and evil as well as the good things from God. His faith hardly faltered, and it says twice that Job did not sin with his lips. Though he was faithful, he went through the ringer. That story is a great encouragement to people to hang in there when they are experiencing difficulties, to ask questions, but to be willing to accept the fact that you may not get an answer. In the midst of it all, to trust God, to walk with integrity as you go day by day through the deep valley. For someone who is together with their spouse and yet alone, that valley can vary in its character. 
together but alone. Too many couples today could be described that way. To be married and yet to be very distant and detached from your spouse. Sometimes a spouse can feel so alone while being married because of the busyness of life. Maybe they both have just been overcommitted to too many things. And now one wants to cut back and focus on the marriage relationship, but the other one is not willing to do so. Maybe one is wanting to set aside that time, but because of hobbies or work or sports or time on the phone, the other is not open to it. It's interesting how many times we've gone on a date just to spend time together, to try to make an enjoyable night out where we're engaged to each other and talk about our life together. I don't know how many times we've been out in a restaurant and we've noticed other couples sitting at a table, both on their phones, together, but alone. Yeah, and part of that, the aloneness can be just a lack of communication and intimacy. With that busyness or just with an unwillingness to put yourself out there, you can be in a relationship in which you are together, but emotionally and relationally distant. You don't really know what your spouse is going through, and they don't know what you're going through. You don't feel like you can really share what's going on in your life. You assume or maybe even know that they really don't care and don't want to take the time. The aloneness can be the result of different priorities and goals. If a husband and wife are not on the same page and going in the same direction in their life, they may be together, but they will feel like they're going it alone. There will be a lack of support and cohesion in the marriage relationship. It may be in the finances or parenting or the social aspect of their marriage. Rather than the two being one, the two are two. It's kind of like the three-legged race when the two individuals are running a different pace and not in the same direction. It's very frustrating and painful. And you can be together but alone because your spouse is struggling in their life. Maybe they're going through a deep depression. Maybe they're facing things that they have not shared with you and they're bearing on their own. There may be mental or emotional issues that they're struggling with and they need your help, but they're refusing it. Probably the greatest example of a couple being together and yet alone relates to their spiritual lives. If one spouse is a believer and following the Lord and the other one is not, there is is a breeding ground for frustration and discouragement. Unable to share the spiritual burdens, to not be able to discuss the questions of faith, to not have somebody there to support you and pray for you, to have a spouse who is not walking with the Lord and may be in disobedience in some area of their life. There's probably no greater disconnect in the marriage relationship than that. Well, there's probably a lot of other ways that a couple can be together but alone. As we start the series... We would love to hear from you and the things that you're facing and to be able to pray with you about them. For this week, we want to give you some general suggestions and ideas and look at these struggles in the coming weeks. We really want to encourage the spouses that are alone and give you the support that you need to hang in there. We'll look at that in more detail, but Job is certainly an example of somebody who went through great difficulties alone. He did struggle a lot. He was corrected by God but we see that God carried him through it. And part of what we want to do is to help you to learn how to cope and move forward. We'll be looking at how to respond to your spouse, what to do or not do, what to think and how you should react. I love that verse in James 1 where James encourages us to ask God, who gives wisdom generously and without reproach? 
What a great promise that is, and so practical. You can face difficult decisions and not know what to do, yet the Lord is there to guide you. Another thing that's important is to have some support system around you, to have a friend who's of the same sex that can be there to support you, to pray for you, and to listen to you. If you know of someone who's together but alone, we'll encourage you to be a minister to them, recognizing the issues as we talk about it, you have the opportunity to come alongside them. I love the initial care that Job's friends gave to him. It says in uh, chapter 2, verse 11, Now when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that had come upon him, they came each from his own place. They made an appointment together to come in to show him sympathy and to comfort him. What a great approach to show him sympathy and comfort him. You don't always need to have the answers, and you don't always need to fix it. Sometimes you need to realize that you can't fix it. Just be there for them. Don't always preach. That's right. And in chapter 2, verse 12, it says, And they raised their voices and wept and tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads towards heaven. And they sat with him on the ground seven days and seven nights, and no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his suffering was very great. That's what we often need to do. I'm not suggesting that we should never offer counsel or give reminders, but we need to have this as our default mode, to weep with those who weep. Well, that's it for today. Your homework, should you choose to accept it, is to just to spend some time in prayer, either for yourself if you're facing being together and yet alone, or if you have somebody in your life that has been struggling through that. Just pray for yourself or for them and ask God to begin to work in them and to carry them and give them the wisdom they need. Well, it's time for prayer. Father, we just come to you on behalf of people maybe that are listening that are in a marriage relationship and yet feel alone in some way. God, we pray that you would be a comfort and encouragement, a strength to them, that they would find others to support them. And Lord, as we uh, look at this issue together, that they would be encouraged from your word. Father, I pray also for people maybe that know of somebody that's in that kind of relationship, that you'd give them the wisdom of being Job's friends, at least initially with the way they handled it, to be an encouragement uh, to a person that maybe is in a marriage and yet they feel very alone. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us in our new series. We said before that we'd love to hear from you uh, if and, and let us know how we can pray for you. If you have suggestions or input, you can reach us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. As always, we encourage you to share this podcast with somebody who may be together but alone and needs the encouragement and counsel. Next week on our podcast, we're going to begin to look at this idea of being together but alone. How is a person able to go it alone in that marriage relationship? What keeps them on track and moving forward? That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design.